okay. No phones. I think I took my phone off. My phone is, is no longer. No, yeah, who's no, not prepared? No one can text or call me and disrupt our our great podcast. Welcome to Swim Out of the Box. Wah, 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 um, wah. I feel really relaxed today. Like normally when we do the podcast, I get all amped up and I'm super excited for it. Um, yeah. But I'm just like really mellow right now. I don't know why. I'm like, oh, this is nice. Just easy morning, I guess. I don't know. I mean, that's good. What are you doing right now? Are you typing? I was typing things. I'm what are you typing? I apologize. Are you, you going to have a conversation with me? I am going to have a conversation <laughs> with you. This is usually the time when I'm allowed to do these things before I have to give you my full attention. I need your full my attention. My deepest apologies, sir. All the time. Husband, Dominic Latella. I am the wife, attention. Lissa Latella. We never introduce ourselves. We're terrible at this. Who lets us do this? I really don't understand. But this is the great thing about, I guess, being in charge. You just roll. You just do whatever right? you want. Um, so I wanted to talk about this idea of perfection. Mm-hmm. And it's as, as it pertains to becoming a better swimmer. Because you keep chopping up the intro my favorite time when we're like okay we're back hey guys cool cute how you feeling you're just chopping it two weeks in all a right row. now done you got it uh, you got it, it out of your system that, that's what i get <laughs> yeah exactly I suppose that's better than nothing so I'll take so it. last wednesday we kind of resumed doing our swim box book club that we do internally with all of our instructors mm-hmm. um and so just so everyone's listening and understands what we do basically we'll find some sort of article or book or paper that pertains to swimming in some way. It doesn't necessarily need to be mm-hmm. exactly about swimming. It could just be about psychology, Kinesiology. whatever, right? Yeah. How people move, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we asked all the instructors to read it. We convene and meet and talk and figure out what we liked it's about like it. It's like a forum, right? Yeah, Isn't exactly. that the right word? Exactly that you, what it is. Or it's Socratic a seminar. Ooh. That word you hated in high school because you were like, I have to talk. Oh my God. But that's, that's what exactly we're doing right. now. That's exactly what it is. Um, and there was, so what we're reading right now is the Swimming Technique Macro Cycle article. Okay. Okay. So, so if someone wanted to go look it up, they could they could Google that and find it. Um, I think it's actually fantastic to read. It, it really. And what is it? it? It's, it's written by i'm gonna mispronounce his name dr rush rushnell um okay and it's basically what he thinks i wouldn't call it a scientific paper it's not it's his opinions um but it's what he thinks how people should learn technique in a traditional swimming setting right i say traditional because swim box is a non-traditional teaching swimming setting brand yeah it's not a normal swim practice right so he kind of lays out well how you should kind of what he believes you should lay out first how often you should talk about things and how you build upon you know teaching a swimmer right so i think it's incredible useful incredibly useful for anyone to read i think that you'll learn a lot from it and it's it is a little dry it can Uh, definitely be dry but some of the the highlights of it is that uh, Dr. Rushnell is incredibly passionate, to say the least, about <laughs> what he is, what he teaches, um, and so some of what he writes because sounds very petty. It's it's kind of hysterical. Petty? What do you mean by petty? He's so he's so formal and technical in the way that he writes, and then yeah. all of a sudden he'll say things that like, 
any swim coach worth their weight would do it like this. You know, it's like, that's a weird thing for a scientist for to a write. a scientific <laughs> paper to be right? about. But it's not a scientific paper. It's, it's his opinions, but written by someone who is a scientist. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting to read in that way. But something stuck out to me while we were reading it last week and when we went over on Wednesday. Um, and I, it's something I wanted to kind of just like talk about and, and explore, which was, this is the quote. It would be foolish to accept erroneous movements as being normal, in quotation marks, and not seeking perfection in the pursuit of maximal movement efficiency. So perfection at all costs. Right? It's like, whoa. I like the way that sounds. Chill out, bro. (laughs) Right? It's pretty intense. Yeah, calm down. I like the way it's presented, Mm -hmm. but is it feasible? Is it actually foolish? To not seek perfection? Is it foolish to say... Is that how you're taking that? Do you want to read it one more time? Why don't you read it one more time? It would be foolish to accept erroneous movements as being normal. So let's break that down for a second. Okay. Because that to me is like... very easy for people to make excuses and say, well, this is how I move. I think that's what he's talking to. End of story. Exactly. Like when my mom is like... I don't know how to how to lose weight. I'm like, just don't eat bread with your eggs in the morning. Start well, that's there. Impossible. Alyssa, that's impossible. Alyssa, how am I supposed to eat eggs without toast? It's hard to eat eggs without toast. You just do. Right. But yes. You just fucking don't eat the toast, mom. <laughs> My God. You're saying that like you don't eat toast with your eggs. <laughs> yeah, because I work out all the time and don't binge eat cookies every day and complain day. about it to my non-existent daughter. And mm-hmm. by non-existent, I mean my daughter covered in fur. Yes. Well, yes. So that is a form of what he's talking about. And you can see it. I, I always use the example um, when you go to a gym and you see someone doing bicep curls and they're rocking back and forth from their back mm. while they do bicep curls. Mm-hmm. That's an erroneous movement. And it's not. it should not be accepted as a normal movement. Like Anyone else have trouble using the word erroneous seriously since uh, Wedding Crashers? Wedding Crashers, really? I mean, I would have gone back way further than Wedding Crashers. The only one I can think of is when Vince Vaughn is like, erroneous, erroneous on all accounts. And that might even not be the proper uh, line. Ernest, Ernest goes to camps. They made eggs erroneous. I'm sorry. What the fuck? <laughs> what? Ernest as in like Ernest, Ernest with World? the hat? Yeah. And the nose? Ernest? Yes. People Ernest watched his things? First of all. People didn't watch that. That was like one of the top 10 movies I would watch from like age i don't know from age i can remember to probably 10 or 12 people spent time watching those things ernest goes to camp is legit we're watching that after this podcast we are not watching that after this podcast it's legit so we're gonna watch that but eggs erroneous yes so what was in them um it i I don't want to go into it it was such a stupid movie Mm, they just made a machine that you could throw things into and it would make a recipe and then it would shoot food out. Oh, a KitchenAid? Yeah, exactly. A KitchenAid. <laughs> They're before their time. <laughs> yes, they were. Um, so back to the topic at hand. Uh, mm-hmm. So figuring out what is an erroneous movement, I mm-hmm. think is important. Like identifying quali- exactly yeah, what and, that could and, be. And what qualifies as normal as well is, is something I think worth trying to understand. Okay. Because your normal movement is different than my normal movement, but then there's also the movement that I want you to perform. Um, I think for a lot of times... You mean what you're teaching in like a lesson per se? Yes. Okay. Um, Got it. A lot of times people will say, that doesn't feel natural or that's just not natural. 
And I don't think anything about swimming is natural. No. For a human. I least. mean, yeah. Um, I would love to have a conversation with someone that believes that swimming is natural. Uh, it's, ju- it's just not. I not mean, for humans. No, that's not what you're... This is all sort of forced. I didn't wake up one day and just start swimming freestyle, you know? Right. I had to learn that. That means it's not natural. It's not intuitive. Um, it might be a little bit more intuitive for certain people, but I don't think it is 100% intuitive that you just wake up one day and now you swim. I mean, it, so. like it's people that are like, this movement comes naturally to me. Like, right. that's we're, not what we're, we're talking about. Walking is natural. There was one day you just decided to stand up and start walking. Right. But you're saying that like, just because something comes more easily to you doesn't mean it's natural for like human life. Exactly. Okay. Exactly right. So trying to figure out as a swimmer, like we can't in this podcast figure out what normal movement is for somebody. Right. It would be well, impossible. everyone's normal movement is different. Exactly. So we have to figure out, well, is a normal movement that that person is making it also an erroneous movement? I think in swimming, a really good, uh, for freestyle at least, a really good example would be maybe turning your head all the way to the ceiling in order to take a breath. Is that normal or is it erroneous? I think it just depends on the person. Obviously, you don't need to turn your head that much. Mm-hmm. Maybe another example would be instead of just rotating your hip upward to get your arm out of the water to start the recovery, maybe using your back and your rotation and your shoulder would be considered erroneous but also normal for some people. I see it on a day-to-day basis. I know you're, you're looking at me like, what? That seems like odd. But some people do rotate. Sorry, I'm trying to process. Yeah, some people do rotate, but uh-huh. then they get to a point where they start using their back and they arch their back to help lift their arm up. And then they also use their shoulder joint to lift their arm and up. And they don't even know. They, they, it's normal to them. So it's too much movement. It's, it's, it's movement that's unnecessary. It's not doing anything for them positively but they're also them. probably subconscious it's, it's, movements yeah i i yesterday i kept calling them uh, artifacts they're just like as as my clients are progressing they're making positive changes to the way that they move but every once in a while they have an artifact of a movement it's like oh that's like an old movement that found its way back into this sequence mm-hmm. all right so i was calling them artifacts yesterday I think cute. it's a fun way to think of it. So you're so cute. I try, you know, I try. I said it with a smile too. So oh my I was gosh. super cute when I said it. He's pretty cute, guys. I give him a lot of flack, but he's a cutie punk. Oh, thanks. Um, so is it is it difficult? And I think it is to mm-hmm. determine if a normal movement is the movement or the best movement we're going to get out of. A particular swimmer everyone has limitations okay. everyone has different circumstances to deal with correct so i think the, the the hard part is figuring out what is erroneous which which means can i eliminate or let's say increase the economy of movement mm-hmm. for somebody mm-hmm. or is a certain movement all they have to give they can't improve on that movement because of structural issues and if that's the case you've got to be really really mindful of that and not not try to aim for perfection 
as you see it on the internet, mm-hmm. right? Or I mean, on Instagram right. or on wherever. But to recognize this is the best I have, I need to exploit what I've got versus like this is the best yourself. I can do. Yeah. This is this I is could, my ceiling. This is my ceiling for movement, not my ceiling for speed or velocity or drag reduction. But, but because of my body and because of the goods and bads. Yeah. <laughs> goods like, and bads. The pros I, and cons of my body. Yeah. This is the this is the move. This is the ceiling for this is the best I'm going to get at this specific movement. So that's what you're saying. Yeah. I'll use myself as an example. If I lay flat on my back, you will mm-hmm. see my left shoulder closer to the ground than my right shoulder. My mm-hmm. right shoulder is rolled forward a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe my left shoulder, you can fit two fingers underneath, but my right shoulder, you could probably fit three or four fingers underneath. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when I swim fly, my right arm is lower to the surface than my left arm. Is it worth someone trying to fix my right arm and saying, you got to do better and you got to make it symmetrical to your left side? Or is that my ceiling and I work with what I got? It's almost or the do same. I accept it as erroneous movement that is normal? Or do I try to try to push it to become perfect? So it's almost the same thing as like, at least for me, there was a kid on my club team when I was like 13 or 14 and he was by far the fastest 50 and 100 freestyler, like by far, um, on the team. And he would usually place top three at any champs meet we went to, like without even trying. He had terrible recovery. Absolutely atrocious. Like Mm -hmm. how are you not ripping your ligaments right now? Yep. And it was like, but you can't touch it. See, that's, I think that's where touch it. That's because what if you touch an it and he sucks now? What if you ruin him? That was always something that that's, we talked about growing up. It was like, right. well, I know that that technically that's in that's like wrong, just to be surface level. Yeah. Then you run the risk of. And that's something that you're gonna make Michael Phelps be as symmetrical as possible, just to make it what prettier. Yes. Um. <laughs> but seriously, no. that's I mean that those are the things that like. Yeah. People who don't really know what I'm talking about. Like if you notice that, well, Michael Phelps isn't doing that, that, but you're telling me that's the right movement. Yeah. Okay. We got it. Every, every new client that an instructor works with has to consider that. Right. Is what they're going to teach them going to set them back to a point where they don't ever get back to their fastest Mm -hmm. or faster? Mm -hmm. Or is it a long game where maybe Mm. it takes three years to correct a movement and that person after three years finally gets back to being faster or the same speed they were Mm -hmm. but that's a long time three years is a long time yeah for someone to commit to making a change and being okay with that change slowing them down yeah that's a big deal longer especially if you're a kid and you're like nine you're about to do like three years you're in a different age group honey you got to be careful. More, more re- realistically, I'm 16. I have two years before. They're both I realistic. That was rude. No, I, a nine-year-old just isn't as. I was a nine-year-old. I was about to age up out of a thing, out yeah. of an age group, and I missed a 40-plus-year-old pool record because I couldn't. I didn't drop an. I was four one-hundredths off. 40-year-old pool record still stands. <sighs> so that's very real. Yeah, but as a nine-year-old, would you have been? cognitive enough 
to make those changes. Most nine-year-olds are not. Oh, I don't know. But you said very real scenario. And that is a right. real so scenario. So a real scenario, in my opinion, is like a 16-year-old who's going to graduate high school in two years and wants to get a scholarship to college. And now you've changed that person's stroke and they're swimming slower. You're going to put that person. You mean someone who's emotionally mature enough to understand the impacts yes. of doing something like that. Right. Is okay. it is it wise to try to change something with only two years? Some people would say yes. Some people would say right, no. Right. Right. You just got to figure it out as a coach and be confident in what you're doing and know that the changes you're making are the right changes. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what this quote is getting at is where do we start accepting a normal movement in quotations as the way someone moves versus when do we start accepting that they can be better? And I think in this day and age where everything is videoed, everything is available for people to watch mm -hmm. about swimming, uh, lots of different opinions about swimming, how to swim faster, what to do to be faster, what to be mm -hmm. more efficient, blah, 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 whatever. You could very quickly look at a pro athlete, a pro swimmer and say, well, they do this. So I'm going to do that too. Right. But that doesn't mean that person's doing it right. That just means or that, that, they're that movement faster. is good for you. Exactly. They're just faster at swimming than you because of other circumstances, not just the way they move. So you think that it's more like everyone has their own form of perfection. Yeah. I think that might be a, a good way to think about it. There My is, perfect would be different than your perfect. Right. Same thing as like carbs are easier for me to handle than they are for you to handle. Exactly. All right. And I think there's an infinite amount of variation in people. Mm -hmm. um, that doesn't mean that I wouldn't teach the same things to people. But there's going to be these like nuances to right. everybody. I think it even goes to just give shed a little light on like coaches of things like have really difficult jobs because you can does. say one thing to me. Well, no, it's a difficult job. It just depends if you're good at it. <laughs> yes. um, you could say one thing to me and it worked perfectly for what you're trying to get me to do. And you could say the exact same thing to Evie. Maybe he's not going to learn anything. Well, um, and it wouldn't work or they like she wouldn't be able to make that same connection in her brain. So you're constantly trying to figure out different ways to get the same point across, but with a different way of getting it across. Because so, everyone's yeah. everyone has differences, everyone has People limitations. Things differently. People have different life experiences that make those connections. Or you just have poor body awareness. Yep. I think I'm doing things all the time that you're like, listen, watch the video. You're not doing it. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, my God, you make out. me sound so mean. <laughs> That's because beforehand I was like, I'm doing it. Leave me alone. <laughs> I am mean. Just not that mean. Yeah. I mean, these are accurate portrayals. Yes. Sure. Myself included. Yes. So I, I'm, I'm bringing this up to talk about, obviously from my perspective, it's a coaching perspective, mm -hmm. but from a swimmer's perspective, I think it's even more difficult because there's just so much information out there and so much to experiment with. Yeah. How do you know you're experimenting in the right direction? You know, how long do you give it before you say, okay, that doesn't work for me. Right. And I think for me, I would say I believe in science more than I believe in feeling 
You know what I mean? Like this feels normal or ah, this feels natural or this feels faster. I hate it when people say that to me, by the way. So if you're better. one of my clients and you come in, you go, well, it, it feels faster. <sighs> you, you Watch cause, out. You cause you woke the beast. You cause me to take a deep breath. That's not good. You don't want Dominic to think <laughs> for too long. When he thinks for too long without speaking, you're in trouble. So I don't care how people feel necessarily. If they feel happy, I care. If they feel sad, I care. No, he doesn't. But if they feel fast or mm-hmm. feel slow, I don't really care. Um, well, I mean, you f- it's the same thing as me thinking that I'm doing something when I'm clearly not. Just because it yeah. feels one way. Right. I used I did something in Butterfly growing up that I was like, this is great. This has got to be so much faster. And all I had done was make it so inefficient that I was barely pushing against any water. I was barely doing any work. So that's why it felt better. Yeah. Because like, I could do this forever. Newsflash, I was not going anywhere. Yeah. Things like that. You just and don't, you don't know. This sounds, I think, kind of silly to say, but if you're listening to this podcast, you have a resource to reach out to, to ask questions about swimming. You can email me at any point. I don't ever care. If someone wants to know about swimming, and about how they're swimming and if they want to experiment with something or change the way that they're swimming and they're not sure about it or they read something they're not sure about, I would be happy, actually I would be elated to respond back to someone and give them my thoughts on on whatever it is they're, they're asking. Dominic may be bad at getting back to you in a timely fashion, but he really is excited when anyone, like especially when he goes into Instagram and gets to go through all the unanswered messages in the past few days. Yeah. He's excited about it. And I'm like, yeah, those are for you. I've saved them all for you. I'll yeah. answer every one in like eight. But he really, he genuinely means that. Like we were, we we just want to help and talk about these right. things that we're so, so passionate about. My point in mentioning that is, it is confusing. There's so much information out there. What what direction of perfection should someone be going towards? All right. Mm-hmm. Is it perfection based off of someone's speed? Look how fast that person is at swimming. Mm-hmm. Is it perfection based off of prevention of injury is it perfection or perfection based off of what i just know in my small world about swimming right so if you don't know what you're supposed to be aiming for you have a resource in us right you can always figure it out yeah i'm happy to help figure it out with people um you know and if it gets to the point where i can't articulate it through writing or I can't see it. I have asked complete strangers who messaged us on Instagram to send me swim videos. And so they do. I, and I, <laughs> so I can give them some feedback, you know, and if it gets, if, if they lived locally, I would absolutely have them come in so that we can do something meaningful. I think more right. meaningful. Um, but yeah, I think, well, I think yesterday I had somebody who I had to point out like, this is, we talked about something. I can't remember now okay. exactly the, the the specifics of it, but we were talking about something where it's like, yeah, this is the reason why I don't believe someone can learn how to swim outright from a book or a video. Or yeah, because just because they've read it and they've processed it and then try to apply it doesn't mean they're doing it. All right, so or that they applied it correctly. Right, because well, oh, that didn't feel natural. I'm not going to do that anymore. Right. But what if that was the thing they were supposed to be doing? The way I and know. And that was the one thing that would have made them like hit their goal time. Yeah. Like literally the way I know that I am supposed to run <laughs> feels yeah. fucking ridiculous. 
And then I run the way that I feel like is natural and I see myself and I'm like, whoa, okay, crazy person. Oh, that's, that's fucking oh, that, ridiculous. That's me. Oh, that's me. <laughs> okay, chill out, Alyssa. So it's, I mean, it's really hard to actually know. Yeah. Just because, and, and, and improper movements can feel natural too. The way I swam freestyle up until I tore my um, labrum in my right shoulder felt natural but it was not the correct movement. Right. So it's like a hard balance, I think. Yes. I think I, I think really the most important thing for people to take away from this thought mm-hmm. is when you watch some, someone swim. Okay. It's not about mimicking them exactly. It's about understanding what's working for them and also what is working against them. And I think... If you watch anybody swim at most levels, we'll say even beginner levels of swimming, okay, you'll be able to see what's working for them and what isn't working for them. It's way easier to start noticing the things that aren't working because they're so glaringly obvious usually. <laughs> yeah. But it's important, I think, also, if you're going to watch someone and compare yourself to their ability, be fair to yourself. I'm like, okay, well, I know that this is supposed to be what I'm looking for in a good freestyle. Mm-hmm. But what are the things they're doing that I've been told I shouldn't do? Right. And then recognize why it's not being performed or maybe start questioning why what you've been told is good isn't being performed. And then that should send you down a nice mindful rabbit hole of asking why. So, okay. Right. I think, I think everyone should be striving for as close as they can get to perfection and not um, make excuses for the way that they move other than this is what I got. Right. So use it to your advantage, but not, mm, I don't know how to properly say that. Yeah. I mean, don't use it as an excuse for negative things or not trying your best or like getting frustrated and not working harder on something like, yeah. Use it for good, not for evil. Sure. I think. <laughs> I can be weird and not make a joke. I can just be like a weird human, you know? <laughs> like things just happen. Yeah. You can be a weird human. Yes. Uh, I apologize. I like that's all right. I like it when you're weird. So <laughs> I think, you know, questioning what someone is doing is important. Mm-hmm. Mimicking what people are doing, I think, is an important part of learning understand why you're mimicking certain things and don't just believe because someone is faster than you that they're doing it the best way they should be doing it. Okay. I think that's really the, the, the crux of this conversation. Make sense. I think there are a lot. I mean, yeah, you can take a lot away from this. Yeah. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. I think that's true. Um, Let's let's kind of wrap this up because I really have feel like I've I've said everything I need to say about this concept. I think it's at least yeah. right now, uh, but I do want to remind people that April is Adult Learn to Swim month, and if they have a friend that is interested in learning how to swim, it's a good month for them to learn how to swim from Swimbox because we give them a big discount. Um, you can find the discount on our website. You can email us if you have someone and, and CC them on it, and we can you know go from there and start mm-hmm. working with that person. Um, what else? What else do people need to know? Is that about it? Um, I mean, I think that's about it. Okay. Uh, then, as always, 
you know, share us with your friends. Rate, review, subscribe. Rate us. Leave comments. Email us. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Communicate with us. Uh, Anything yeah. you want. Follow us on social media. It feels media. nice to kind of get back into the groove of doing this every week, by the Instagram way. Instagram is swim long. underscore box. Everything else pretty much swim box. Yeah. All right. Let's end it. Okay, bye. Bye.